0: Hi, I'm Liz Fletcher Brown, and welcome to the first episode of Women Working Solo, but not Working Alone. This is a podcast for emerging women entrepreneurs who've got a mission and a message to share, and they'd like the support and camaraderie of other women to build a business that matters and a life that they love. And so today, I just want to tell you a little bit about my backstory and why I am so passionate about supporting women entrepreneurs. So it kind of started off when I was a kid. Now, I've always been thin, but when I was a kid, I was downright skinny. I'd be walking down the hallway and inevitably some kid would come up to me. Hey Liz, stop, stop. I'm a pirate searching for your sunken chest. Eh, you know what? You couldn't make that one up. To make matters worse, when I was a young teenager, my family moved from Scotland to the north of England. Now, if anyone's ever been to Scotland or to the north of England, the accents are very, very different and nobody sounded like me in the north of England. And so I got made fun of for that as well. And as a result, I became really quiet and rather shy. And I always felt that no matter what I did, yeah, do you know what? It just kind of wasn't quite good enough, except in one area, I loved to dance and despite my skinny legs, I wanted to become a professional dancer. So I pursued my goals and guess what? I did it. I ended up dancing on Broadway, Carnegie Hall, and I was just blessed to have a wonderful career doing what I absolutely loved. But then when my dancing career was over, I kind of felt lost in terms of what I'm supposed to do next. I knew that I had to have my own business. I learned that as a a teenager and actually in my very first job, which was in a laboratory of a wool mill. And I remember on my very first day at work, I was given this card and I was told that I had to punch in at the beginning and punch out at the end of the day and each break. And I was also told that I had 30 minutes for lunch and had two five minute breaks a day. Now, sarcastically, I remember asking, Do I have to punch in and out anytime I want to go to the loo? That means toilet. (laughs) So the guy looked at me just with great disdain and he said, that's what the five-minute breaks are for. Are you kidding? You really want me to pee on demand? Besides which, was more than a five-minute walk from the laboratory to the toilet. Right there and then, I knew, you know what? This is just not going to work. And I knew that I just had to be my own boss. So... After my dance career was over, I tried different business ideas and I kind of had mixed results, but I really didn't know what I was looking for. I kind of felt confused and overwhelmed. I wasn't quite sure how to even figure out what it is I should do. Because, see, when I was younger and the kids at school were getting career advice, I was already marking out my dancing career, so I kind of skipped all that and I just didn't really know where to begin. So because of my understanding of the body from all these years in dance, I decided to become a massage therapist because that was something I was actually quite good at. So I went to massage school and I loved the 18 months I was in school. And after graduation, I quickly built a very lucrative practice. So I thought I'd made the perfect choice. But after a relatively short time, I hit a wall. I started to feel really just empty inside. I actually dreaded going to work. I remembered I'd watched the clock, the hands of the clock going round and round when I was working with clients. Then it felt like the hands were getting slower and slower and slower. I was kind of going through the motions every day, but each day I felt that more and more of the life force was just draining out of me. Now, in contrast to that, even though I was no longer dancing professionally, I still took regular dance classes because it just gave me so much joy. And I had this wonderful ballet teacher, her name was Mrs. Jameson, and she would draw us all up at the bar and just say, ladies, I don't care how high you kick your legs. And I don't care how many pirouettes you can do. All I care about is that when you dance, you dance with full wattage boy, and dance with full wattage we did. We were radiant, alive, purposeful. You know, in those moments, I felt that I was doing what I'd been put on this earth to do. I remember one day I was leaving dance class and I realized that I didn't want to just dance with full wattage. I wanted to live with full wattage in every area of my life. I mean, who didn't you? But especially in my career, because at that point, that was actually the part of my life that was pretty abysmal. So I began a journey to see what does it take to live with full wattage? And most importantly, how can you create a full wattage business that feeds your soul as well as your bank account? So I studied with some very super successful entrepreneurs, but I looked for ones that also seemed to be really happy and fulfilled in their work. And I looked to see, are there any common threads? And then one day I got it. I had an epiphany. In order to create a sustainable business that would feed my soul for the long term, I had to build my business around three things. My mission or purpose in life, my natural strengths and talents, and my deepest, my core values, the things that really mattered most to me. You see, once I clarified those, it became obvious as to why I would never have been happy as a massage therapist. Now, even though it's a really great career choice, my husband has a super successful massage practice. It just wasn't the right fit for me. But the perfect direction was staring me right in the face. I decided to combine my lifelong love of personal and spiritual growth with my passion for facilitating transformation in others and my years of being on stage as a performance artist and step into a career as a motivational keynote speaker, workshop and retreat facilitator and coach. Heck, maybe I'd even write a book one day. It was a perfect fit for me, but there was a problem. No matter how much people love my keynote presentations, no matter how much they love my workshops, my old patterns of insecurity and not feeling good enough, they came back to haunt me, big time. I continually doubted myself. I mean, after all, who's gonna pay to hear what I have to say? Was I really good enough? Did I have what it would take to create a successful business? I sabotaged myself at every turn. It felt so close to success so many times, but I just wasn't able to grab it. So I went back to the drawing board and I took what I knew from my lifelong study of the ageless wisdom, my fascination with neuroscience as it relates to change, and I created a process that I took myself through. I kind of went through a metamorphosis. And when I came out the other side, within a relatively short time, I was the president of the National Speakers Association for the DC area. Hey, not bad for somebody that was terrified to speak. I became an award winning speaker and author, and I've now given keynote presentations and facilitated workshops and retreats in amazing and beautiful places. And I've created transformative online group coaching programs. And now I share this process with other women who also want to monetize their mission, and their message. You see, I now have work that is truly full wattage, helping other women to monetize their mission, their message, to change the world, to create businesses that matter and lives they love. And in the process, I'm doing the same. I no longer look back longingly on my dance career as the high point of my professional life, but now it simply was a stepping stone to my most powerful and purposeful work. And that's what I'm doing right now. And it feels so amazing to know that I'm doing what I was put on this earth to do. And that's what I want for you too. So I look forward to sharing more about how to do that on future podcast issues. But for now, thank you so much for listening to my first podcast. And here's to many more. Bye-bye.